Hello, Runner's Block listeners, and Merry Christmas. This is Steven. Anthony and I are taking a couple weeks off to be with our families, do some travel, enjoy the Christmas season, but we didn't want to leave you hanging here with a empty week, especially on Christmas. You know we want to give you special gifts. We love you so much. So here's the thing. We're unlocking an episode off of our Patreon feed. Patreon.com slash two gomers. Um, this is a way for us to get some content out onto the main feed that we're particularly proud of. We loved this episode. Is Hook a perfect movie that we just recorded a couple weeks ago? So we wanted everybody to hear it. This also gives you a little taste of what you can find on our Patreon feed, just in case you're still looking for a Christmas present to give to yourself or to a loved one in their stocking. Whoa! Chewie sleeping in here and just totally snored. Oh, how wonderful. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash two gomers right now and start your subscription and get a hundred episodes we have on there right now, bonus material, including all of our perfect movie episodes and result shows from 2021 and a bunch of different bonus fun stuff. So what you're about to hear is just a small piece of that, but it's a good one. Is Hook a perfect movie? Enjoy, and Merry Christmas. In 2017, the two Gomers developed the Christmas movie taxonomy, which finally enabled the world to categorize holiday films into five easy-to-understand levels in order to navigate conversations about such things with clarity and like-mindedness. Category 1. The movie is Christmas-centric, usually with the holiday or something blatantly holiday-adjacent like Santa or reindeer, in the title. Category 2. The film happens on December 24th or 25th, and that fact informs the plot enough that it is inseparable from the Yuletide season. The next category, which broadens the list of eligible movies significantly and completed their original taxonomy in its first iteration, contains movies with only one key scene during Advent. In years to come, Stephen and Anthony added further categories. The fourth was movies or franchises that came out in theaters during December, and the fifth, movies that happened to be playing during holiday family gatherings that said family has adopted as traditional viewing. Then, scraping the bottom of the rolled out barrel, Anthony suggested a sixth category, movies that contain actors who are best known for their starring roles in Christmas films, and Stephen attempted a seventh, anything with snow in it. The jury is out on these latter categories, likely because the guys have completely forgotten about them. Another thing the jury is out on, into which category Steven Spielberg's 1991 effects-laden star-studded Peter Pan Grows Up would-be blockbuster falls. And one more mystery, will the guys ever agree on its perfection status, even when properly taxonomized? We're the two gomers, we're talking Hook, and this is Perfect Movie.
Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hook, hook, give us the hook, <laughs> hook, 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 bring us the hook. Okay, so we're doing hook. This we're doing hook. Like I'm so dang excited about. Me too. Like one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So That's true. It is deeply, one of your favorite movies of all time. <laughs> right. It's this is an Anthony's choice. And yes. since it's an Anthony's choice, I thought maybe we could just start out from the very top. Uh-huh. And being like, if there are any film critics out there that somehow found this podcast and you're going to cancel us if we say that Hook is a perfect movie, just stick around, okay? We know I, it's <laughs> we I know what we're getting into. Way more people that love this movie well, than don't. For sure. Well, we're going to get on on to the Gomer one sheet in a little bit. But dude, this okay, although it gets a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. The lowest the Spielberg, the, the lowest Spielberg movie, right? This is it. Is twenty nine percent critic rating? Yeah. Yeah. No. Tomatoes. A lot of times yep. when you see a rating like that from critics, we, I might play an excerpt of uh, Siskel and Ebert's review of it oh, later. Okay, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Okay, so I watched that earlier today. Also uh-huh. on that episode with Siskel uh-huh. and Ebert is Star Trek Six on the same episode. Wow, those were the same time. They dude, these were in theaters the same week if you had asked me to guess the release year of hook i would have said like 93 91 right it feels so long ago oh yeah i don't know why it we watched it so much we listened to the cd so much i would have put it post jurassic park for some reason oh really okay yeah, I, I would not have because okay. I feel like this movie is the linchpin, like the hinge of Spielberg's career. Okay. I feel like <laughs> it's the very, hinge. That is a hot take. <laughs> no, but I think this, no, this is a hinge point from like, I don't make kids movies anymore. Okay. I love that. Yes. That's yep. what I mean. No, this okay. isn't the pinnacle. This isn't the apex. <laughs> this is the hinge. <laughs> This is I misunderstood a, you. This is a turning point. He's he's coming in hot if he's saying <laughs> this is the pinnacle. No. This is Actually, Ooh. dude, okay. I wasn't going to do yeah. this. Let me play mm-hmm. what Ebert said about it. Okay. I'm okay. I'm very curious to hear this. Okay. And I give a thumbs down, too. You know, uh, there's a truism in Hollywood that at some point executives start making movies that are really their own life story. And here what you have is a guy who's very successful, surrounded by big business, but is told that he has to recapture his youth in order to be successful. And that may be the way that Steven Spielberg feels, and it may be the reason he made this story, which is unbelievably cumbersome in terms of explaining why an adult... Robin Williams has to go back and become Peter Pan again, and then how he comes back after he's been Peter Pan. It's so complicated that you really have to ask, why didn't Spielberg just make Peter Pan? (laughs) Interesting. Now, now, I I think there's a reason. uh, Sorry, I'm speaking to Roger Ebert from beyond the grave, right? Yeah. This, the, the, 
the conceit of this movie is so much more interesting than just remaking Peter Pan. I know why. Absolutely. I, yep. I know why Spielberg would want to make this movie. I think it's, and I remember we're gonna we're gonna play audio of the trailer later. But I remember seeing this trailer in the theater. I can't. I, I couldn't tell you what movie it was before, and thinking that is a genius idea. Yes, it that is a genius thing, idea. We, we've always accepted about this story, Peter Pan. The main thing is he won't grow up. Right. Yep. What if he did? That's a perfect what if scenario. For sure. I mean, I remember. So you, your family was Mag, Mag's people. We loved you guys Mags. Had Mags. We loved our Entertainment Weekly entertainment Mags and such. Weekly. Into the power. <laughs> yep. I remember you and Alex showing me. I'm sure we were at a movie theater and watched the trailer together. And then I remember right. you guys showing me just the picture of the hook. And we were like, Genius this is poster. Be. Yeah, we were gonna be like, oh, absolutely. The, the the design of it, yeah, so cool. The hook, absolutely. Like, yeah. In, in today's vernacular, we would have been like, this is gonna be so lit, right? <laughs> but like I, this, I think that might be three or four years ago. I know this is this is still. this is gonna be a bop. This is gonna <laughs> slap. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm I'm probably you, people. If people have been listening to the Gobers for any amount of time, we talk yep. about Hook all the time. People know how you feel about it, how I feel about it. Yep. I I will tell you, I think that the title is genius. Yep. I think the conceit of the movie is genius. Yep. I think that original poster, the one with just black and the hook. Yeah, the one that's on the CD. Yes, that's the that's the one, right? Yep. Um, is so good. Yep. Um, and maybe all of that kind of plays into my ultimate feelings of the movie itself. Right. But trailer, idea, title, poster, yep. just yep. I remember ju- practically jumping out of my skin in excitement for this movie. For sure. Me too. Okay. Now you gave me this book. If you're if you're a Gomertron, you're watching this mm. on our on our YouTube channel. Yeah. On our secret YouTube link. I got this <laughs> book from you. Tell. Like look at this. Yep. Look at this humongous thing. This is this is a coffee table book. Yep, that's a tome. S- yep. Steven Spielberg, a retrospective by Richard mm-hmm. Schickel, forward by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And here's the here's the hook. Here's the hook. Mm portion i mean look at this the beautiful photos in this incredible that drew the that quote drew strews and poster right i mean it's it's when he was in his prime painting it's like oh. if people haven't seen the hook poster that you're showing right now it's like a character poster like raiders of the lost ark or yep. where it's just that drew strews feel is just so good now, i think robin williams beautiful. looks a little like just yeah. bonkers. <laughs> Robin Williams looks kind of weird in it. <laughs> but I mean, it's what he yeah. looks like in the movie. So Bob Hoskins looks hilarious. Um, <laughs> yep. I mean, oh gosh, we have so much to talk about. I mean, we got Julia Roberts up here, just like, just like a little ping up in the top, <laughs> top left hand yep. corner. Yeah. Uh, okay, but cut. Here's the quote. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you, can, you probably can't read it. I can't. This I can't is, read it. This here. is the quote. And we're going to get back to this. Okay. From Steven Spielberg. Every day I came on set, I thought, is this flying out of control? 
<laughs> what? That's the quote they put. Yeah, that's the quote they put in there. <laughs> what if that what if that quote was on the movie poster? Totally. Exactly. I mean, like, clearly this thing was a mess and totally out of control. I just thought that that quote makes it like is so telling. Yeah, definitely. Every Everything day, you read about this movie, the making of it yep. lines up with that quote, right? Like it totally. was kind of an out of control production. Um, yep. I mean, and looking at, I think it shows on screen. Oh, it absolutely does. Like one of the things that I thought super interesting about this article in here was mm -hmm. um, it said it was the first of his movies to be filmed entirely in artificial surroundings over nine mm. sound stages. And I think you can see that on screen too, right? So, it's uh, yep. If, if there's not a there's not a real tree in this movie. Yep. The, there's not a watched, real body of water in this movie. I know. Like <laughs> we watched the cutscenes last night. So we we did have a screening of this. So Lily has seen it okay. before. Right. Isla had never seen it. Mm-hmm. We had actually we got hook, line, and schooner. For dinner what's that hook uh -huh. um like it was my mom was here it was her last night here last night and so yeah. they make great like fish like they do fish okay. fry they do clam mm -hmm. strips they do bang bang shrimp oh bangarang. that's the name of a restaurant you're saying yeah hook, sorry. schooner okay sorry, yeah it's, it. it's a it's a restaurant up here in smyrna georgia okay Del delicious clam strips bang bang shrimp yum sorry, bang bang shrimp for the bangarang Yummy. I said bangerang. Bangerang, Peter! I'm sure you said it several times. That didn't catch on, did it? Did you? Did anybody say that? Was it supposed to be like, <laughs> kids everywhere are going to start saying, yelling, right. bangerang? I mean, like, there were toys. Like, there was marketing, right? Like, yeah, bangerang. Oh, yeah. They, they really thought this was going to be massive. Yep. They they wanted this to be another ET level. So the thing bit. is, this wasn't Spielberg's idea, right? So this, yes. So, uh, like, actually, in that book, mm -hmm. there he goes again. He's pulling it out. Sorry, in that it book, is, so it is the, a massive book, listener. If you can't see, that's kind of funny to watch Anthony try to page through it. It's so big. <laughs> it's so awesome. Though. Like, look at this. I'll put it in like view. So can, right, yeah. This is um, the, like like when um Gandalf stands closer to the to the camera. Right. <laughs> the fourth perspective. That's what a it giant, is. Giant, giant book. Yeah. But okay, so Nick Castle mm -hmm. was actually supposed to make this movie. Okay. And he did get this. Last Starfighter and the Boy Who Could Fly. Right. There's other yeah. movies that he did. That didn't work out or, or whatever. So they actually brought Spielberg. In to do this, so it was TriStar, Amblin, I guess, and so basically, he wasn't in from the ground up. Okay. And there's like three writers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's this rumor that Carrie Fisher ghost wrote, like oh. punch did a did a punch up of the script. Okay, I okay, I didn't know that. Which I love Carrie Fisher, but the, at that point, that just sounds like they're calling in somebody to save it. You know what I mean? Like, For we sure. know that this isn't what we want it to be. Let's call some big guns in and we won't even credit her. Oh, for, for sure. It. Well, here's what it said. It says, Hook is an anomalous movie in the Spielberg canon in that 
Aside from his early work at Universal, it is the only film that did not originate with him. It was in pre-production with important casting complete when the announced director, Nick Castle, fell out and Spielberg was approached to take over. Mm, Okay, interesting. So sometimes he does that. We've talked about Goonies and where he's like called in. As pro- I mean, he's the producer of something right. like Goonies. Yep. And all of the behind-the-scenes footage, he's there. Right, yeah. And so Richard Donner's directing, but he's got, like, this looming Spielberg presence. Yeah. This one sounds like he just said, I'm I'm just going to take this over because it actually kind of fits the brand, right? It, it It's kind of a Spielberg-y idea. Well, that uh, sounds kind of like the Ebert thing of, like, sort of like – upper ups like in the management yeah. positions being like mm-hmm. we need we need you and we need you to make mm-hmm. another one of your one of your hits like i i don't know where his passion level was for it yeah like, that's it i mean that's that's really interesting like where when you his, think about like, the movie itself yeah think about um you know any any project i mean well think about denis villeneuve in dune mm-hmm. right every every little detail was taken yeah. care of or or Peter Jackson in the Lord of the Rings or any yeah. you know anybody that takes on a passion project and like make like I think this was I, I'm just just like just thinking like maybe it was like right. like they said they brought him on it's already going on he's not yeah. in the previs he's not in the pre-production right. so it's like it's flying out of control already yeah as for Peter sure Pan does <laughs> well, that's also interesting that Nick Castle directed Flight of the Navigator and The Boy Who Could Fly. That is <laughs> feels so a little true. on the nose. Then they give him a Peter Pan movie. Hey, um, you like flying? Yeah. Interesting. So I, I think that I think that we're gonna keep talking about a lot of this stuff. Like a lot of it feels messy. A lot of it feels out of control. For some reason, it is intensely beloved by yep. a lot of people. By you, we're gonna bring on Kaz in a little bit because I felt like you, you need a you need somebody else on your side. In this. But um, remember when we were talking, we just mentioned it offhandedly to Graylin last time. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, I love Hook." Yep. It, the, the, like, um, I would say ninety percent of the time when I mention Hook to people, they love it. Yep. And so it sounds. D- did your girls love it? They loved. Or did it. they we like had, it? Okay. We had a total blast. I say right. tons of lines from this movie and have listened to this score their entire lives. And so Isla, yes. even though she has never seen it, she kept being like, mm-hmm. oh, I recognize that. Oh, I recognize that. Like, dude, when Potty Cookie came up. He took my toy. She hit my bell. I want a potty. I want a cookie. I want to stay up. I want, I want, I want me, 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 me. Mine, 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 mine. Now, now, now. He, she's like, Can't you my life makes sense when he said there you are peter oh there you are peter she was like my life makes sense well it, it is like sort of like when we, when we were when we were talking about dune which is when people see dune and they're like i've heard this a million times they've seen this a million times and you have to say no this is the originator of all that stuff right like isla must have thought oh this is just something we say i want a potty (laughs) i want a cookie me 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 mine 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 now 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 right and then she's like oh i see hook's not copying that thing that's from hook (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah here's what it is it's like when a worship leader introduces a new worship song and they teach Mm -hmm. the chorus do do like a teaching chorus 
uh-huh. and then you go back and start the song from the beginning with the verse. Yep, with yeah, the, in in its all entirety, and you get to that chorus and you already know it. It's like the you're like best I know it. Yep, feeling. So that was Isla. She was like, "I want a party." Oh my gosh, I've heard this. <laughs> my life makes sense. So for sure, that's hey, amazing. Can we come in real quick with a few strickens? I have, uh, I've been thinking about strickens mm-hmm. because this is a Anthony's choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I want to save my strickens for uh, after you guys, you and Cause have a chance to kind of try to present this movie as perfect, right? I, I think I want to come in with the strickens after, but I am curious about some strickens beforehand. What, what do you have written down? Okay, here we go. Let's strike the mermaid orgy scene. <laughs> okay, I'll strike it. Okay, strike the mermaid orgy scene. So if you're new to the podcast, we're going to put the movie on trial. And right. what I'm saying is these cannot be taken into evidence against it not, it being perfect. I see. So maybe that's why I don't feel comfortable striking anything right now, because I actually think they should take into account what I'm going to say later. Does that make sense? But I'm fine striking the mermaid. They're all kissing and breathing into his mouth, and it's kind of odd, and he's not dead. He's being kept alive by the sexuality of these mermaids. Yeah. And then, yeah, Tink just leaves him behind. She's like, oh, he's dead. Dead. I guess he's dead. Okay, yep. dead. Um, I have a ton of plot holes. I okay. want you to strike the two hour and twenty minute running time. I want you to strike. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can. Strike you need to strike it. Peter's origin story. You need to strike the screenplay. <laughs> oh my god! You need to strike. Where does Toodles go at the end? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a very like, <laughs> like pirate ship at the end of Goonies, like. So you're just going to let that thing float away? Exactly. It's like Toodles, Toodles just goes up into space and probably dies for in sure. space That's, somewhere. Yeah, like he floats up, 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 yeah. up until the the fairy dust goes away and then just sink. Like, Because what does an old dude do in Neverland? No, he, he gets too high up in the atmosphere. Yep. He's not being led there very well. He yep, loses totally. his way and he freezes to death in the depths of space. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's what, what happens to Doodle Strike It. Okay. Um, I don't know how Captain Hook leaves. What do you mean? You mean like, his death scene? This no, whole giant Hook, alligator falling? Captain Hook can't leave Neverland, so how does he get to London? To steal the kids. Oh, okay, right. Which I love the visual. Yes. Of the torn of his hook kind of tearing up the entire house. So he, he is there. And he signed a letter. You're right. Doesn't work. Right? Like, um, d- doesn't, can't, isn't the point that Hook can't leave or something? Like, I guess I, I didn't know that. Is, is that Peter Pan lore? I thought Peter Pan lore is he's like, they're they're stuck there. I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, okay. I didn't know that part. I guess I don't. Yeah. Like, how does he? I think go Hook to... can do what he wants. That's okay, my so understanding. This is a little Tron Legacy esque. Sure. In that, um, oh, shoot, whatever. Uh, Clue was gonna leave mm-hmm. the grid and head yeah. into the, and like cause havoc in the real world. 
Right, dude. That would have been I cool actually, to see. I I think that's a cool uh, that's a I, that's a cool idea for a sequel. I do too. Like Dustin Hoffman Hook comes into the real world. Yes, and 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 does crazy crap. That is actually pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay, but write I that thought somewhere. send it into leave. Spielberg. I I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know. All right, my what I was referring to there is I don't get Hook's death at the end. There's oh, yeah. some sort of like is that is that alligator or is it a crocodile? I can't remember. The actual one Croc. that bit off his hand. Is it alive? Does it come to life? Right. He burps. Uh-huh. He fall. He falls on <laughs> Captain Hook. There's a cloud of dust. They look into it. It burps. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just left thinking, what just happened? I, I mean, what what is this death? Is he dead? <laughs> Seems a little strange to me, but okay. So we I won't, won't say strike, strike that. that. Oh, oh, okay. You want, you don't have to. Okay, we'll strike that. I mean, we could yeah. also strike the sets, the Lost Boys, Rufio. I have some egregious things that I want to bring up. Okay, later. great. And okay. also, this is all in fun. This isn't a real courtroom. For sure. This isn't Who a court of law. Who even gives a rip? If you love Hook, Dude. I, bl- I bless you in that. I'm going to bless Anthony and Cause to continue to love what they love. <laughs> but this movie is a freaking mess. <laughs> okay, dude. I can't wait. Um, should we do the one sheet? Yes. Okay. Gomer one sheet. Yeah. If you are our 13.1 patron and you're watching this, for some reason I have yeah. this like bead of light from the sun, our sun that all of life comes from. It is glorious, but it's just burning my face off and I keep moving like, around. He, so Yeah, he has to move very curiously. Like look at look this so far. Ugh. Yeah, I okay. know. It's right so, down center of space. That's why okay. you want to be a Gomer 13.1 one one fan. Okay. Hook. Tagline. Hook. What if Peter Pan grew up? Actually. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And yeah, that's great. We'll probably get into casting. Yeah, we'll get into casting. Okay. okay. Release date. Okay, let me look at my watch here. It is December 2nd, 2021, as of recording this. Holy cow. We are it's 30 years. 30 years in in uh in nine days, it'll be the 30th anniversary of Hook. We almost we almost nailed this. Yes, great. No, we did nail it. Budget <laughs> 70 million dollars. Okay, tanked. Tank dish, mm. tanked for Spielberg. Only 119 and For million. what they wanted. It did not meet expectations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, 300 million. Yeah. Um, I would say a big boost to this movie is the rewatchability, replayability on cable. Like it, it it is like it was on cable all the time. It came out in the at the height of VHS and cable. Yes. And so uh, it must have just raked it in in and those two places. I still think, I mean, I could even use this as evidence later. It's a great sleepover movie. If you're like 10, I, yeah, I 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14, it, I mean, it's too, this is to the advantage of the um, the running time. It takes mm-hmm. up a lot of a sleepover. <laughs> and That's, that, I mean, you could fall that, asleep at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And wake up for a midnight snack, put it on again a couple of times, and you're at the morning. For sure. You're there. Okay, this was nominated for five Academy Awards. 
Yeah, I was really surprised to see that. Yeah, art direction. I, I wish I would have mm-hmm. looked up who it lost against, but if you just want to look up the 1992 Oscars, you can check that out. But it was nominated sure. for art direction, costumes, effects, yep. visual effects, which looks super dated, makeup, mm-hmm. which actually was really good in a lot of the people, and yeah. music, original song, When You're Alone, which I think is a great song. Yeah, I wonder if the lyricist for that was Leslie Brickus or Brissus or whatever. Who's that? Um, he did Willy Wonka. He did Home okay. Alone. He That's did, what I was going to say. Yes. Anything lyrically that John Williams did, he did. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. He has a lyricist. Yeah, and he actually huh. he died recently, I believe. Okay. I didn't look up whether or not he did When You're Alone. If future Anthony can come in, say, that'd mm. be cool. Future Anthony here. Yes, Leslie Brickus did the lyrics for When You're Alone. He also did Can You Read My Mind from Superman. And he did pass away October 19th, 2021. Okay, a couple other okay. things. We mentioned the Rotten yeah. Tomatoes score from the critics, 29%. 76% for the audience, though. So people really like this. That's... That is big. That's a big spread. Yeah. You know, you know what has recently come out that's similar is the new Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Critics don't like it. Yeah. Panned by critics. Critics a lot. I mean, and really loved by audiences. Yeah. Including me. Uh huh. I had a friggin' blast. Yeah. Um, so I was encouraged when I would look at Rotten Tomatoes and see that low score, but also I think the audience score means a lot for kind of like, will you like this movie or not? For sure. Okay. Okay. That, that's good. That's great. Actually, Mm -hmm. see, the thing is though, on a lot of these like websites and trailers and stuff like that, they only put the critic score. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause they only have room for one score. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. A couple other things about this. I did not know this. Originally, it was supposed uh-huh. to be Kevin Klein, not Robin Williams. I mean, I, I think that's better. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 oh, I need to table this. Yeah. You table, Sorry, I, table Robin Williams. Table Ro- chat. Robin Williams. This, chat. Okay. this is one of the biggest bones of contention between me and Steven and Alex. So we'll get right. there. And we need cause. I will <laughs> say true. we gotta have cause for this, okay. so we're evenly matched. All right, we'll 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 get there. Okay, couple okay. other things that are super duper important. Well, one really yeah. cool thing: best-selling novel when this was out was The Firm. That is very important. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty cool. Uh huh. And other movies in the theater at this exact same time were Star Trek VI, one of my most important movies, Father mm-hmm. of the Bride, one of your most important movies. Hmm. What a weird release date on Father the Bride, December twentieth. The family she Christmas movie gets married in the winter, so okay. I wonder if that's why. But it's in L.A. It doesn't make any sense that that that's a summer movie, you fools. Total, but maybe Christmas, <laughs> Christmas family. Yeah, I guess it's a family movie. Yeah, was that yeah. a thing yet at that point? Mm-hmm. The Christmas family. I think it was. I I think that they would release movies that the whole family could go to okay they still do when did that what's patient zero for christmas family movie i wonder yeah i i wonder as i wander i wonder (laughs) as i wonder 
I, Speaking of Christmas. I do want to know. The other thing I noticed here was City Slickers, mm. which makes sense then why Billy Crystal tells that joke at the Oscars about the Lost Boys. Yes. So, which we talked about two perfect movies ago, and I never thought, oh, that's going to come up two movies from now. Yes. So. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so Star Trek Six is in the theater. What is the yeah. last line from Star Trek Six? Course heading, Captain. Second start of the ride. And straight on till morning. Amazing. Second start of the left and straight on till morning. Yeah. Second start straight. of the right. My bad. Do you want to? Do you want I, me to I fix should that? Be punished. Fix that and post or <laughs> no, keep don't, it. Don't, don't keep it. Keep it. <laughs> don't go to the trouble. <laughs> Second start to the left. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> just some like really messy edit. Second start of the left. right. Straight on till morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's um, amazing, dude. Uh, let me read the VHS. Okay. Back of the VHS. It's it's such a '90s VHS. Yeah. Um, says this a high flying adventure from the magic of Steven Spielberg. Hook stars Robin Williams as a grown up Peter Pan, and Dustin Hoffman is the infamous Captain Hook. Joining the fun, debatable, is Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Oh, jeez. Bob Hoskins as the pirate Smee, and Maggie Smith as Granny Wendy Darling. I mean, the shining star. Oh, she must convince the middle aged lawyer. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, she's amazing. Wait, don't forget David Crosby. Don't forget Sting. Oh, no, not Sting, sorry. Um, Phil Collins. Phil Collins, thank you so much. And Gwyneth Paltrow. And Glenn Close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> As that pirate that goes into the box, right? She's got a beard. <laughs> and she actually is really good Yep. in that role. I mean, it's good stuff. Okay, anyways. Who must... Wait. All Oh, Maggie Smith is Granny Wendy Darling. Who must convince the middle-aged lawyer Peter Banning... Sorry. That name is so dumb. Peter <laughs> was Pan... Once. Banning? <laughs> and my, my, my caretaker just happens to be Wendy from those books. And so the adventure begins anew, with Peter off to Neverland to save his two children from Captain Hook. Along the way, he rediscovers the power of imagination, of friendship, and of magic. A classic tale updated for children of all ages. Hook, nominated for five 1991 Academy Awards, including Best Visual Effects, is, quote, a 10. A film that will entertain generations, generations from now. He's talking about us, generations from now. Mm -hmm. That's Gary Franklin. KABC TV is <laughs> some sort of ABC <laughs> local station probably. Anybody, um, is there anything we could post? <laughs> 142 minutes. Ooh, I'm as shocked about baby. this as when you told me that one ultra marathoner ran 276 miles. Was it that, what was it it that like. to get through this? <laughs> um, good news, nation. It's in color. Blue mashed potatoes and all. All right, listen, we got to get cause into this because yep. like we said, you, you you need somebody to back you up on this. Um, honestly, 
I have just been longing for so long to talk about this. I'm so glad it is not a Stephen's choice. It's an Anthony's choice, but I'm so glad you pushed it for this Christmas. Great. I cannot wait to get into the trial. Yes. All right, dude, let's do it. I love this movie. I burned the CD out. I got a second copy. It's the best music ever. Cheers. You you, you played the CD so much you had to get another one? Yep. It literally scratched. It literally... That can happen. I guess so. That's so real. That's so sad, though. What What a good CD. What a good record. I've got it somewhere. Now it's yeah. now it's digitized. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep, it'll it's uh, it's eternal. You didn't do the right. ASMR uh, sip of your your LaCroix. Oh, hold on. Do you want to hear that? <laughs> Cause loves this. He freaking loves the ASMR. Oh, so here's what I got today. It's my favorite. <laughs> I got the grapefruit, sparkling water, and real fruit juice from Spindrift. Oh yeah, Ooh. Spindrift. Yum. Spindrift is heckin' good. Yeah, it's really good. Although I have to say, don't leave it on your desk half drunk, half drunken. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Because I poured one out, dude, like that I had left on my desk, and it was there for like two weeks, and it was yeah. black. Oh, what? Yeah, dude. Oh, because there's actual juice in it, and so it yeah, like dude. molded or something. It kind of turned me off, bro. Oh, okay. that's so nasty. But so drink it all. <laughs> <laughs> drink it all are you drinking something there cause uh just some regular old water in my okay. nalgene it's also got some cool probably fungus in there you know you know how it yeah, is yeah. with nalgenes <laughs> sure they get nalgenes. kind of funky after a little while <laughs> yeah, never share a nalgene 
No, who they yeah, if you drink from somebody else's Nalgene, it smells weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like other people's kids where you're like, oh. ew. <laughs> or other people's dogs. You're like, For sure. yuck. But yep. my own Nalgene is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so true. Um, all right. Cause is joining us. Cause yep. we actually the reason why I thought of having you on was because we actually talked a little bit of hook in your Guess the production jingle. That's right. That's because right. we were talking about TriStar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Being one of our favorites. And then we were we were arguing about whether what ha- whether oh, I think we were talking about like does the universal logo come up in hook? Mm-hmm. But it was just I TriStar. Directly into bum 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 bado ya do, and then I was like, oh, and then you and Anthony went off about how much you freaking love Hook, and I was not into mm. that. So I thought, let's get Cos back on. Anthony yes. can have a friend during this conversation. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. This is fun. I love Hook. Such such yes. a good movie. Yes. Now I said in the intro that's that's my experience of talking to people about hook most mm-hmm. people that i don't know why most people i talk to have pretty affectionate feelings toward this movie yeah i know when i mean i feel like i've heard from you several years now that you like the first 45 minutes <laughs> of right hook, and it's it's a hot take i i feel like you know that you only like 45 minutes of a film and especially hook <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no movie where I have such a roller coaster of um, like liking it during the movie. I love the opening. I don't just like it. I like love it. I think I've tweeted before. You know how I'm, I'm quoting my own tweets. People love it when people do that. <laughs> right. That my favorite movie ever is the first 30 minutes of Hook. And my least favorite movie ever is the following two hours. <laughs> it's perfect. Dude. Oh, man. Perfect tweet. So we need, we need to cause somebody who likes the whole movie to be here with Anthony. We're going to put this movie on trial. Mm-hmm. Should I do the rules? Do it. Yeah. Okay. So if you're new to if you're new to this, we we find a movie we love, or one of us chooses the movie. Today's an Anthony's choice. Yes. We talk through it. We act as its defense counsel. And Anthony and Cause are going to present some evidence to try to prove to me, the grumpy skeptic in the room, <laughs> uh, to the listener, uh, that the movie is perfect. And then when we're done. I get a vote. Anthony gets a vote. The listeners get a vote. Um, and if the listeners say 75% yay, I'm very curious about this one. Yeah. I yeah. say yes. And Anthony sees, says yes. Then it goes on the flash drive. This is our final movie of the year. So the last chance for us to put a movie on that flash drive. Oh, mm-hmm. and we chose Dang. Hook. Shoot. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We give it to Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. They fly up and they give it to the harvesters and then nobody destroys. Now I'm I'm kind of afraid, sorry, that this one, if it were sent up, would cause even more destruction. 
It wouldn't wow. help, I don't think. <laughs> that's a lot of chaos in the movie. That's fair. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to believe after a hook. Where's um, this Neverland? Let's destroy that place instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's find. Let's actually, dude. Yes. If they watch it, they'll look for the second star to the right. Right. Mm-hmm. And go straight on until morning, and they will not destroy Earth. Yeah, that's true. There we go. Okay. So let's try yeah, to get good. it up there. Um, okay. Here, here's what I was thinking. I have honest, deep curiosity. Yep. About why this movie seems to be so beloved. And me, the, from the first time I saw it, was disappointed. Wow. As a child, I went in and I was like, come on, man. Oh, you poor little cynic. <laughs> No, I like so much stuff. In fact, when my dad was here this past weekend, he doesn't trust my criticism because I like too much stuff. Wow. Oh, Interesting. Got it. Right. I How? love loving movies. Yeah. And yeah. Hook never connected with me, even as a young mm. child. How How old were you when, when you watched it for the first time? 13. Okay. What about you, Kaz? When did you watch this movie for the first time? I, I I was thinking about that and I actually can't even I can't even remember because this was one of those movies that was at my grandma's house and anytime mm. we were there we would watch it because mm. we loved it so much and it was wow. it was just like one of the only VHSs that she had and okay. so we'd always pop that bad boy in and watch it it is so good got it so I, I I mean it's one of those ones that's like just so deeply ingrained in like my life that mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't even say when I watched it for the first time so I was really really young I know that okay all right is this possibly one of those movies that's like you know if like you have a relative that makes a dish that is not very good <laughs> but you like love it because you always had it there. And you st- and then you start to crave it, and then you're actually like, "This is awesome," you know what I mean? Yeah, that could be. Yeah, like that, like, that. like like it's it's, it's Starbucks used to have a uh, like a grilled cheese sandwich. It was called the cheese on toast. Uh huh. Dry as frick. <laughs> it was so lame. And like, but dude, after a while, I was like, you know, I think I want the Starbucks grilled cheese sandwich because yes. it's, it grew on me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, there are so many movies. And if people have been listening to us long enough, they know in my life that are like that. Right. Yeah, I right. know that they're nothing special, mm-hmm. but they are to me. Now, yeah. that does not explain the fact that I have a hard time finding anyone outside of me, Jessica, Noah, and Jack who don't like this movie. I mean, I watched this movie. It was like family movie night. We're going to watch Hook like last weekend. And little by little, there's this exodus that happens as the movie goes along. That is so sad. Yeah, I know. It's just not – it just doesn't connect with me or 71% of critics. But – regular people that i talk to are like oh, i love hook yeah okay so we we have to talk about what we love what like yeah. why people love it then that, that's what we got want and know. also dude i didn't really know your disdain for this it's not disdain it's just okay. distaste distaste um, yeah. 
Wow. And I will I will talk more through that, but I don't want to start with it. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I did name some things that I love about it. The title, the yeah. conceit of the movie, the poster. I think mm-hmm. it's in the top three scores for me. Dang. Yep. It is such of, a good score. Yep. Of John Williams scores, top three of scores total, top five, yep. I would say. I yep. this is John Williams for me, including banning back home. Yep. Ooh, top of his okay, game. Here, I learned some, I learned a fun fact about that. Okay, this summer. So my friend Brett, the conductor, that mm-hmm. like analyzes scores and is like a brilliant orchestrator, conductor. You know, he was like, "Do you know the original title for that cue? What was it? It was Yuppie Sounds." <laughs> because it's the it's the kind of jaunty tune that plays over like um oh gosh i'm sorry guys it sucks robin williams Jack. being oh. a being a businessman and doing that thing with the cell phone where they're like <laughs> <laughs> like pulling out their cell phones briefcase banning Gotta fly. That that's in the first thirty minutes. I know. I know. For some reason, good point. I noticed it again for this time, and I'm like, "Oi, mama, that's bad." Um, (laughs) But anyways, that song is playing in the background, and it's very. I know why they would call it yuppie sounds because it's like. Isn't this guy just the product of the late '80s? Can you believe this guy? What a yuppie! (laughs) Peter Pan becomes a yuppie, but I just he had he actually had a scan of mm-hmm. the sheet on his iPad and he, he sent it to me. I'll send it to you guys. And just to see John Williams handwriting, uh-huh. yuppie sounds. And then they re- retitled it banning back home, right? Cause he gets, <laughs> he doesn't get a home run. Wait, what does that even mean? Banning back home. Cause he's, I, Oh, I don't know. Right. Banning back. Uh, sorry. That doesn't make any sense. That title doesn't make sense. Our favorite song <laughs> Yuppie oh no, sounds. what a rude awakening this but is. But I love, I just, I think that is like literally the perfect title, Yuppie Sounds. Yeah, it's that's like, pretty good. It's in yeah. a mall, you're at partnered to Nordstrom, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're in an elevator, cheesy. Like what, like were they like, when that cowbell comes in, were they like rocking out in the recording <laughs> studio or were like, this is like, were they like, this is good? Future Anthony here. Let's just take a dance break. Well, seven eighths of the orchestra is not playing, right? So they have to sit there and listen to the rest of the the small remnant of performance. The bass back up the I usually play upright, but I have to play the stupid bass. Yeah, no, this, no, dude. You know the guy that's playing this bass who is probably a friggin' brilliant genius musician. Okay, I don't want. I'm, yeah. I'm having fun, but like his bass is so high. You know the the like the, the body of the bass is up here. Yeah, he it's could rest fretless. his chin on it. Yeah, it's got seven strings for sure. Yeah. Oh man, just real smooth looking. Oh my for gosh. sure. So sounds, there's, there's a, there is there are things that I love about this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. The package does not come together for me. 
and mm-hmm. and never has. And so I would like to hear from both of you. Okay. You can alternate if you want. Things no, let's, that let's, you really love about this movie. Yeah, let's start with our guest, dude. Kaz, thank yeah. you for being here. I want to hear your first thing that you love about it, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, so one of the things that I was thinking about with this movie is that and I don't, I don't even know how to describe it because it, like, I don't know if this is an, a, a genre or something, but it's like it, the movie is kind of like a sequel or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. to like the Peter Pan mythos yep. or something like that. But it's like, there's yeah. no, there's no like original movie necessarily that they're like deriving from with this. Mm-hmm. It is like its own thing. It's not like it's connected to the Disney movie or anything like that. It's just like part of right. the, the like Peter Pan lore or yeah. whatever. And I, one, I think that that in of itself is so cool that they're mm-hmm. able to make their own story based off of a character that already exists and a story that already mm-hmm. exists. Yeah. Um, and like, so that in of itself, I think is really cool, but the story is amazing. Like I, I think it like, or the concept of it is really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Peter Pan, uh, never grows up on on neverland but then he like goes home and settles down mm-hmm. so i just think that like just that concept in of itself is really interesting yeah um and i love the twist not the twist just the plot that it, it's about him learning how to be a good father when he mm-hmm. was like a, a a child his entire life essentially and then mm. was like thrust into adulthood i don't know Mm -hmm. i I find that i find that to be pretty like a really interesting story yeah um like just idea you know so yeah that's that's one thing that i was thinking about that i think is really cool and unique about this film yeah i feel like this is one of the first times i can remember like there being an alternate like uh another part of a story that was so pre-existing like think about like Mm -hmm. wicked you know what yeah. I mean? Like now we're gonna hear another like bit of the story of the other side know. of this. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, a great example of that, actually. Yeah. I was trying to think of di- different examples of it, and that's probably the best. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I can't actually think. I mean, they've done remakes mm-hmm. of like what we're talking about is like kind of old, kind of fairy tale almost. Yeah. Um, right. Or like they've now shifted into public domain, and so mm-hmm. anybody can make anything they want with it. Right. Um, yeah. So Wizard of Oz is a great place to go because then you can say, well, you but you don't know this side of the story. <laughs> um, and again, it's a sequel to the lore almost mm-hmm. of it. It's not a direct right. sequel to the movie. They never mention that like this is a sequel to the movie. Yeah. Um, well, quoted quoted as a writer though mm-hmm. is um J.M. Barry. Right. So like they, okay. they put him in, in like the writing credits. They don't even say based on like at right. least on at least on IMDB. He's like mm. a writer. Huh. Okay, wow. yeah. That's no, maybe IMDB got it wrong, but I mean okay. I do want to know the story though of like who made the Ruby Ruby Red slippers. You know what I mean? Like we're sure. gonna find out the shoemaker. <laughs> The cobbler. This is sometimes <laughs> like solo, where it's like, how, how far could you? Go? I don't want to know those things right. that you think I want to know. Yeah, I don't care. The story of Ollivander is growing up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Um, Cause I thought of another example. Okay. Uh, 
Doctor Sleep, which is oh, a yeah. sequel move. Uh, it's a sequel to um wait I, I can't remember the name. Oh, The, the Shining. Shining. Yeah, right. But the that movie is a is a sequel to the book and the Kubrick movie yeah. combined, hmm. and so you don't really know which, and it's it's the kid grown up, yeah. But you don't really know which it's a sequel to. It's just kind of a sequel to the ether, the myth of that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, so I, I was saying this a little bit in the intro. That's my number one thing that I love about this movie is that idea is so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. this accepted truth about Peter Pan and saying, "Well, what if it? What? What if something happened after all that? Mm-hmm. And now we have to deal with it." Yeah, I agree. That's great. Mm. Dang, I didn't realize you're talking about that in the intro. Just swipe. No, no, that. don't don't worry about it. No, no, no. It's great because I think that that is that's top tier why this movie succeeds because it's such a good idea. Yeah, I just mm. I I find it to be super interesting and to see mm-hmm. kind of how like the Lost Boys like. Mm-hmm. coped with it while while peter pan was gone and who they've become and stuff like mm-hmm. that and the rising of of rufio i want to see that movie <laughs> how yeah. he came to power <laughs> oh i see a, a rufio prequel <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not getting a sequel with him though sorry about that he dies I inexplicably i know it's oh man that's the worst sad dude it's just so run sad. through yeah oh man <sighs> Sorry, Rufio. Okay, so everything, everything like that you're saying, cause is right on. Like when you describe, like Lost Boys, mm-hmm. like how they coped with Peter Pan leaving, the rise of Rufio, all that <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah, I'm sure. gonna go on Steven's side and be like, in execution, it's super lame. <laughs> Like you're so right, dude. But like execution is like I don't know. Key. So yeah. how can you how can you recognize that, Anthony, and still love the movie? Okay. All right, dude. Okay, let me let me get into this. <clears throat> okay, here we go. I have now like I have five main things that I love <laughs> about this movie. But like one okay. the 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 three the three main ones, okay. The yeah. dad trope, the score. Yep. Mm-hmm. And nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let, let's start with nostalgia because music is the ultimate. But let's start with nostalgia. Like, again, it's like that thing of you watched at your grandma's house, you watched mm-hmm. it on sleepovers, you went to the theaters, you listened to the album. It got, it's so ingrained and steeped in like who I am that I can't help but like frigging love it. Like, and yeah. let me, let me just, Let's just give it an example. So in eighth grade, so when did this came out in 91? How yes, old you would have born. you would have been in eighth grade? I was a freshman. Okay. Okay. I think. So the summer after eighth grade uh-huh. is one of those like moments where like like a a, tra- a transition point of like, you know, from boy to man. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to get in anything weird. <laughs> yeah, tell me some more details of that. The rise I, of Anthony. I'm no longer <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> Sorry. No, like nothing weird. So um, my we went on a canoeing tour of the Boundary Waters. Mm-hmm. Northern so like, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually like upper, it's like Minnesota. 
Right. Okay. I think. It's like you, it, Canada actually like touches it. And okay. so it's just lake upon lake. It's islands. And it's, it was maybe like, it was at least a week. My boy scout troop and my dad mm-hmm. was a chaperone. How that happened, I have no clue. Like, because <laughs> he wasn't like, usually involved. Was he no, with the boy scouts? Well, he did. He would be a chaperone. He would cut. He was like, he's actually a pretty good camper. He's okay. a happy camper. But nice. he, so he came on that trip. It's dads and sons. Okay. And dude, there was this moment where I did a portage like all by myself. So I've got my huge pack. I could, I could actually post a picture, a huge pack. I've got the canoe up and I mm-hmm. make it all the way across like a portage, which is, you know, from like one lake to another, you have right. to carry all your crap, carry it a lot across like a inlet or something. Yeah. Yup. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's like a moment ingrained in my brain where like, I, I like became like, you know, like I went to, to towards manhood, you know what I mean? Like one mm-hmm. of those, yeah. it was like a really big deal. And my dad was there and he was cheering me on. And at the end, we all shared our stories, you know, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. how you would get together after a trip and and like share the the highlights around a campfire. And he shared that and he was crying and I was crying and everybody's crying. Wow. And so then we have to drive all the way back to Madison. I think it was like seven hours or something like that. And all I could think on that drive home was Chinese food and hook. I want to get I want to go home you know what I mean like Tony back home (laughs) yeah Tony back home it's like I just want yuppie sounds get me back to my yuppie life but it's like you know you you haven't showered in a week Mm -hmm. like all the things and that was like literally the most comforting thought that I could think Mm -hmm. of was comfort food and hook yeah Mm -hmm. and so that's so real do, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. th- I mean, uh, am I reading too far into this that there's also like these dads, this dad Dude, stuff in the I movie? Didn't even, yeah. And yeah. your dad is finding real joy in you. Yeah. During mm-hmm. your trip. And then you Shoot. come home and watch a movie about a dad flying because he remembers his kids. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even put that together that it would be with him because we listen to music together, right? We listen to, yeah. Last mm-hmm. Crusade was like RCD. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, like. That's my number drive. two, by the way. Mm. Last Crusade. Last Crusade is so good. So, anyways, that would be my first thing that I absolutely adore about this movie is, yeah. which I yep. cannot. As we've done perfect movie for a couple of years now, and I've I really am like dissecting more movies. I watched mm-hmm. it with a critical eye. I was like, there's not this is not perfect. <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> like I, I read a quote cause Yeah. I read here this was Steven Spielberg's quote about the movie from my humongous okay. book I have here. Wow. That's a good book. Good book. They're like, hey Spielberg, tell us one thought you had about this movie. He said, Every day I came on set, I thought, is this flying out of control? so even he knows it's a mess wow but i can't separate it yeah i mean that's crazy to me and i I appreciate that you're talking about nostalgia because i i mean when you told me about like or invited me on to this episode i was like okay well i at least want to watch the i want to try to watch the movie or watch scenes of it so i looked it up if it was on any streaming things and it wasn't and i saw that you know the 
tomato thing, rotten tomatoes, it's like 20 something. And I'm like, yeah, what? I mean, I was, <laughs> I was amazed that it was so low. Like I thought, yeah, I, I just have such fond memories and such mm. like, there's so much nostalgia. It's kind of like, like space camp for you guys where you're like, mm. wait, mm-hmm. people don't like this movie. Like that's yeah. how that this was movie a real, that was a real kind of rude awakening for me where I was like, this cannot yeah. be. Yeah. I just figured everyone <laughs> loves this. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly my thought. And so like Steven, when you, you know, you've always said like the 30 minute thing, I'm like, okay, that's yeah. just a Steven thing, but also critics and stuff. Like I, I had no idea. I just thought that this was a beloved movie by all. <laughs> well, it, so my, I, I'm experiencing the opposite thing where I look at the audience score and I see that it's in the high seventies. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm, you know, you just figure everybody thinks what you think. So I'm like, okay, this, and and then thinking back, like I said, to every time I talk to somebody about it, they're like, I love Hook. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like a real Mm. stick in the mud. (laughs) 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 But I I do, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there are things that I really like about it, but it just, I, I think that the nostalgia thing keeps it in my mind and keeps me watching it semi-regularly yeah. um, mm-hmm. because I, I know, I mean, honestly, I, even when I watched it again last week, I know every note for sure because I had that CD that Anthony wore out. Totally. <laughs> but I also know every beat. I know every line. Mm-hmm. And so I obviously watched this movie like incessantly yeah. when I was young. I felt like it was a turning point for me as a 13-year-old going into this movie thinking this is going to be awesome, coming out and thinking I didn't like that. And that felt very jarring to me because at that point I was just, mm. you know, when you're a kid, you're just like a movie. I like movies. I like yeah. every movie. <laughs> right, right. And so this, the, the, that's, that is the primary memory I have of this movie. It's, it's, a, it's a jarring one. So maybe that's part of it. Mm. That actually makes a lot of sense, dude, that you were being thoughtful you know, yeah, you were okay. you were like critically thinking. I said you were a cynic. I should have more said you were thinking critically. You weren't you weren't just accepting what the masses say is good. Eh, I'm gonna think for myself. <laughs> right. And that's that's good communication skills. You don't label somebody something, you just say something that they did. Right. You're yeah. not a critic. You just you just criticize. <laughs> <laughs> you you're you are not yeah. It's not right. who you are, it's just what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, so you said nostalgia is one, you said that, should we talk any more about the dad stuff? I mean, it it is a movie about being a dad. Yes. Okay. We got three dads here. Let's, let's talk the dad thing. What, what were your thoughts, uh, right away on that one cause? Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, it was pretty significant for me watching this and seeing like, Oh, man, <laughs> like uh, him be a bad dad, you know, mm. to his to his family mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's starting out that way and then becoming a better dad. Like, I just thought that was really yes. moving. I, I personally didn't grow up with my my dad. He he passed away when I was really young. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So like seeing seeing this movie and seeing a father try really well, like be just a scumbag, but then try and try and try to mm-hmm. be the best mm-hmm. he could be. Um, while also not like, uh, like he, he, it was like, 
like he became himself again or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. he becomes the pan again or whatever they say in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he I do become, like that terminology. I like the pan. It reminds yeah. me of the Batman, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's th- like, it's a title or something title. that he has. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It was yep. super cool. Um, so him like becoming himself again um, but that also encompassing him becoming himself in the sense that he's now a dad. Like he, he's just like living out his identities. He is mm-hmm. the pan. He is also a dad. And so it, it, those things combined are what make him like, like what make him the hero of the story or whatever. Like, mm. I just thought that that was really compelling as a, as a kid who didn't have a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, in becoming a father recently, like my goodness, like that, that scene where he's like, like gotta fly, gotta fly, you know, gotta think of the happy thought. And then like, he flashes back to his son getting born. Like, Oh man, it's just like, it hits me every time. Yes. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Peter, your daddy. I know why I came back. I know why I grew up. I wanted to be a father. I'm a daddy. Those were the thoughts that I had when my first, you know, my my first child was born, when Luna was born three years ago. It was like, I I literally thought of that scene and the music and all that. Oh my gosh. So it's, I mean, you hear that swell in the background. Yeah. 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 And like the sun, it's like a sun in the background. Like Mm -hmm. it's like an image I can't get out of my head, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. just a movie, but it like invokes so much emotion. So Mm. I think, you know, even in childhood, there is significance to that, um, to the father figure or the, the dad stuff in the movie. But even, now as an adult and becoming a dad, I think that there's like, it's like come back in a new way, you know? Yeah. Mm. When you, when you guys were pregnant with Luna, mm-hmm. you actually, you actually asked me to send you a list of good dad movies. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I conveniently left hook off of the list. Oh. <laughs> well, I put it in like, right, no and you inserted it in. <laughs> I like oh, I was like why funny. isn't hook on there and I put it on myself. Right. Wait, yeah. We need to have we need to have cause back and do go through that list, dude. I think that would be yeah. really cool. Like best dad movies. Be yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. I need I want this list. That sounds re- okay. like it's really good. cool. It was fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to watch a lot of them. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't finish all of them, but uh, I watched like Field of Dreams. I'd never even heard of that movie and then yeah. watched that for the first time. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's a there is a lot out there. My theory about dad movies is that most of them come out of some sort of pain mm-hmm. concerning totally. their own dad, right? And so yep. then there's a lot of because there's a lot of that, right? There's a lot of movies about um bad dads and good dads mm-hmm. out there. Um sometimes it's harder to find a good dad movie. I mean, I remember the thing that I like most about Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Is that it has two good dads in it? Yeah, mm. <laughs> double yeah. good dad movie, which felt like it's rare enough to get a movie with one good dad mm-hmm. who doesn't mm. start bad. You know, both of the Russell Crowe and speaking of Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner are good from the start in those movies. Yeah, this is a rare thing. 
It's cool. Kevin Costner is one of the better parts of the the Snyder. Yeah, the for Snyder sure. vision. I think actually, I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Kent, what's his name? Jonathan Kent. Jonathan John. Right, Jonathan Kent. Thank you. We need you and Julie around. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> to just say, you're forgetting this obvious name. <laughs> hey, dude, can I play? I want to play a, cl- a clip. Okay. Um, on the dad theme, okay. Because, yeah, let me just play this clip. Your children love you. They want to play with you. How long do you think that lasts? Soon Jack may not even want you to come to his games. We have a few special years with our children when they're the ones that want us around. After that, you're going to be running after them for a bit of attention. So fast, Peter. It's a few years and it's over. And you are not being careful. And you are missing it. So that line, you are missing it. I ne- like I I haven't actually sat down and watched this movie in like years mm-hmm. before last night, and like I never like I didn't really uh, expect to be as affected as I was in the mm-hmm. screening of it last night. Um, because I haven't actually, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched it. I definitely haven't sat down and watched it post midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's the met- metanoma, metanoia, in the spiritual is realm? Is like the I was just listening to that Catholic woman on the Unhurried mm-hmm. Living podcast. She's talking mm-hmm. about I think it was metanoia. It's like the midlife crisis, the yeah, time where you yeah. like take stock of everything. And so mm-hmm. I had not sat down and watched this movie since that. Maybe mm-hmm. I think like I said, Lily and I watched it when she was five-ish, and we haven't watched it since. Okay. And uh I was like really affected by the theme that kept coming back, which I had never heard, which is you're missing it, you're missing mm-hmm. it, you're missing it, you're missing it. That is the whole point of the first 45 minutes of the movie, is Peter, you're missing your life because you're like so focused on work. Basically, that huge cell phone, yeah, that stupid yeah. cell phone. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, he was like nervous, angry, irritable. He has fits of rage. He was critical. He's unimaginative. These are all just adjectives I was writing as I was feverishly taking notes last night. Mm-hmm. And he was missing it all. Yeah. And I can a hundred percent relate and 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 career driven and career oriented. And I can mm-hmm. 100% relate to every one of those. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I don't know, it, that really, really affected me last night. Yeah. And I yeah. think that yeah. little monologue that um, that Moira gives, beautifully acted, beautifully portrayed. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it, it's like, it's a, a big reminder. So the, so the, what you said cause about like my happy thought, is my mm-hmm. kids is daddy right like he's like teddy teddy daddy mm-hmm. daddy yeah. like mm-hmm. i actually think that is so good yeah. but um <laughs> so the happy thought and then the idea of lily's now 10 so mm-hmm. we have eight years left so mm-hmm. we're more yeah. than halfway to her to college and steven i know oh, yeah. you talked about that on arrival 
Yep. Yeah. And in Saber, it's like, I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. I So Noah's 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack's drove me home from his driver's Crazy. ed class yesterday. Yep. Wow. Um, so he's almost 16. Now, Cause, you have little girls. Yeah. Three year old and a nine month old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can I just can I just give some dad with older kids a, a word? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um and this is I heard this from a older dad when my kids were, I think between the ages that you guys are right now. Um, yep. And here comes Amy right now with Robin. She's handing Robin <laughs> Look over. Look at little baby. <laughs> so cute. There's your nine-month-old right now. Um, I was kind of bemoaning the fact that my kids were growing up and that they were someday <laughs> soon going to start, like, hating me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not, wanting me, not wanting me to be around, not wanting me to come to their stuff. And, you know, Brad, um, cause... Brad Bertelson. Brad, Brad Bertelson. Yeah. He was having dinner with me and he said, stop saying that. <laughs> He's hmm. like, he had, he, he had girls that were just about to graduate high school. And he said, my girls never, never stopped wanting to be, to be at their stuff. Right. Hmm. Never. They, they never hated me. And that's because I was present with them. And because I knew how to separate my work from them. Hmm. And because I was a good dad. Hmm. So stop saying that like it's true. Wow. And I was just like, okay. And I never said it again. And I never mm. thought it again. And mm. I was just like, my, I'm going to be present with my kids. And I'm not going to miss it. Now, I, I, I love that Peter Banning has this moment brought on by his wife in this movie where he's not for nothing in the first 45 minutes of the movie. That happens. Yep, yep. Right. <laughs> um, and then... He uh, he comes back around to having that that moment where he's like, I'm not going to miss it anymore. I th- I think that when your kids are that age, you actually have to go through that. Like, whoa, this is almost over. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to miss it. Wow. it, it yeah. that, that realization feels pretty important. Mm. Yeah, dude, that's a great word, man. I love that. Seriously, that's so good. <laughs> Sorry, there's a baby. There's a baby on... <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> it's it's kind of like very poignant because we're talking about being dads and being yeah. present. Mm-hmm. And we now yeah. have actually our youngest guest. Actually, Lily and Isla have both been on as babies as well years and years ago. Um, yeah, I just I 100% relate to the overworked, mm-hmm. career driven. And so, again, having not seen it in a really, really long time, that like kind of floored me yeah there, so that's awesome yeah yeah bro um yeah. should we talk a little bit more about the music do you think should okay we... here i'll i'll come in with that okay okay dude can i give my third favorite thing yeah yeah this could and should be its own episode the original score to hook i don't know why it wasn't nominated for an academy award i'd actually i should have looked that up what were yep. the 1992 Academy Awards nominees for best best score? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's better than this, and I don't know what we're listening to <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like since then. Are you looking it up, Kaz? 
Oh, I thought, sorry. I thought I saw you grab your phone. I thought maybe you were going to look it up. Oh no. I just was uh, no, making don't. sure that Amy's good out there. Yeah. yeah no, don't, don't worry. <laughs> um, so there are, there is no score other than saving private Ryan. No right. album other than saving private Ryan that I've listened to more. Yeah, I was wondering. I, I knew Saving Private Ryan was up there. What about Schindler's List? Have you did you listen to that a lot? I I love Schindler's List, I, I, dude. Uh-huh. Okay, Schindler's List is amazing. I sounded like I was yeah. hooing for a second, like on a Thrive ad or a Ombre ad. Um, no, Schindler's List is incredible. It's it wasn't like my go to listen though. Right. Yeah. This. Yeah. And okay, so here's my here's my hot take, dude. Mm-hmm. Remember when Zemeckis was like, I don't know if Back to the Future is going to work. Alan Silvestri, can you do anything you can to boost this movie? I need it yeah. big, big, big. Right? Like yeah. that, that was Zemeckis to Silvestri. Yeah. And we got the Back to the Future score out of that. I mm-hmm. think that Spielberg was like, this thing is flying out of control. This movie's a mess. Johnny, yeah. I need you to save this movie. Right. I need I need extra from you i, I need, need you, you to, to go really do it this best. time <laughs> i need you to be. go so extra and what happened was he produced the score that saves this movie yeah. and that was my epiphany last night is i was like that's why i watch this movie so often because i didn't resonate with the dad stuff until like yesterday right <laughs> as much as i do you know i was like i've always watched this movie i actually never really watched this movie i just listened to this movie and I watched wow, okay. this movie just yeah. to hear the score. The yeah. visual is like what the score is to most people, right? Like the score yeah. was the star for you. And oh, the yeah. bonus was what that there was a movie behind it. You could put just scenes of like art up and I would watch it. Like it doesn't even matter what happens, dude. The score is so good. Like I can't even mm-hmm. like I can't even believe like it's a symphony, dude. I yeah. think it's the most light motifs other than Star Wars that John Williams yeah. has ever done mm-hmm. for yeah. for a movie. Mm-hmm. Like cuz yeah. we just did Home Alone with Orchestra and there's only like yeah. three themes in that. There are like now, I I remember when you this. when we did our Jurassic Park episode oh, there yeah. was a shocking amount of light yeah. motifs yep. in that but I I I I think Hook might beat it. Yep. It might. Jurassic Park has so many. Yep. I it's crazy. I I love that we're talking about the score. I in college, I would listen to movie scores to help me focus while mm-hmm. I was doing homework and stuff. And I put on like a Pandora, you know, station. This sure. is like before Spotify was really a thing. Right. And I and then I just remember randomly hook coming on there. And mm. and it had been so long since I saw the movie, but it just like did something so visceral in me, mm. you know, mm-hmm. I just was like crying while I'm <laughs> studying, you know, yep. and like just listening to the stuff in the background and then hook comes on. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like pause. <laughs> it's it, something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, my number two favorite song to run to of all time. So first is ET, right? Mm-hmm. The, the extended track from the 20th right. anniversary. That was revealed CD. several episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. My number two is Arrival of Tink and Flight to Neverland. That's awesome.
actually, to be honest, I haven't watched the movie in so long that when I watched it, I was like, this is dumber than me running. I was like, I was like, the, the visuals are actually making this piece of music worse. I was like, turn that off. I just want to listen to it. Like I was like, dude, that okay, is hilarious. Yeah. Just as an example, when he becomes the pan, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. they do the line in the sand. Dude, that yeah. if you listen to that without music, it would look so dumb. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But it elevates it, right? What he yeah. uh, William saves movies. That's yeah, it. Totally. And, and that's he why he that's why this is the best. Drives up block like mm-hmm. uh, like box office. 100%. He, he makes these movies so much better. He elevates it at least a letter grade. And oh, yeah. I think he brings people in and he, I, I think plants it in nostalgia yeah. for people in a very Absolutely. unique way. Yeah. Yep. It's those light motifs like you've yep. talked about. I mean, it's like those things stick with you in the movie, but they also stick with you in life. Like you mm-hmm. always, yep. I, I don't know. I always think about those. Like I will always hear the binary sunset. sunset i'm like shed a tear (laughs) totally so so iconic yeah that's awesome yeah you're doing it peter without music would be lame with music incredible all right here we go i think i'm ready to get i I think i'm ready to i think i'm ready to give you some reasons why it doesn't work for me is that all right right? let's do it well can i talk about the can we talk about the food fight though that scene oh i bet this is so good (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love it. You like how that food looks? I love how that food looks. The blues and the greens. Like, what kind of food is blue? I don't know, but I want to eat it. And then they throw it at each other. That's like my dream come true is having a food fight. That's oh, my dream gosh. for sure. Yeah. I, think, I think maybe Harry Potter does it so much better. You know, the the food appearing scene in that first movie is really good because the food looks good. It's like actual pieces of chicken. There's something on that table in Hook that looks like some sort of dead alien. Too many legs. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking it's about. Sick. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. And I love the food fight. I love the Lost Boys and and Rufio as a whole. Just like oh, no. the rebelliousness. <laughs> oh, give me more of that. That this movie covers all seasons of life. Childhood, You're right. teen angst, and fatherhood. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> That's they all the it. stages. That's true. Um, okay. You're gonna hate this then. Yes. <laughs> There's it. this uh, one of the things that this movie does for me you know anthony you're like you like the way it makes you feel 
Mm-hmm. There is really high cringe factor for oh, me yeah. in this movie. Yep. That's um, fair. And I would say they it's it revolves around two things. Okay. Robin Williams is up there. He's he would be the third thing. Sometimes I just I, I don't know why I just don't connect with him very well. It's not Mrs. Doubtfire rap and granny level cringe. <laughs> right. But it exists in this movie when he is pan, especially you're just like trying to act like he's a I don't know, a teenager. Yeah. It just does not work for me. Sure. The two main sources of cringe are the kids in this movie do not work for me except for Rufio. I really like Rufio, but I think the kids are like badly directed. I don't think it's mm. the kids' fault. Yeah. I think their line readings are very odd, and mm. like one or two more takes would have worked. Yeah, but it's just it. I just think the the boy that's also in What About Bob? I just he he's one of these kids that talks like a grown up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't like that. And then I the, actually kind of like Jack. Okay. I kind of like yeah. Jack. Now, I, I, I'm assuming I'm probably alone in this. The, no, that's okay. There you are, Peter. It's just like, oh, I, I, I like the look of the tubby kid. Yeah. But, but, but. When, when he and Peter are <laughs> having that name. conversation on that <laughs> bridge, yep. it is so, that is rough stuff. I'm sorry. He's like, <laughs> he, he's a bad actor and badly directed. Oh, okay. no. Wow, I do love but that. But wait, the oh, yeah. main source of cringe for me, uh oh, is Julia Roberts as ah. Tinkerbell. Whoa. I think she is so badly cast. Normally, I think Julia Roberts is great. I think yeah. she's super charming. I I like how tall she is. I she's kind of she was like adorkable before adorkable was a thing, right? I yep. think. She and I think that she's a great actor, wonderful, deserves all the accolades. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm turning inside out when I watch her in this movie. I'm cringing and cowering behind my like, I'm, you know, you're what when you're watching a horror movie and you have your hands over your face, but you're looking through the fingers. Oh, I and Anthony's showing us pictures right now. I just don't get her in this movie. I think that she's trying to act like a little girl, and I can't stand that. They I didn't think get the tone right looks at weird. all. Like, no. yeah. for example, in Arrival and Tink, Arrival of Tink and Flight to Neverland, best best piece ever. Right. When you first meet Tink, she's got like a an effect, like a, a synthesizer effect on her voice. Oh, it is you! It is a big you. I guess it's not bad that you're big. You're always bigger than me. But now, maybe this means to be twice as so much fun. Laura! Oh, Peter! What fun we'll have again. What times. What great games. Okay, right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yes. oh it's like the helium effect. Oh, yep, it's so like auto-tuned. Right. Yeah, or but like they don't keep it toned up. They, they don't, don't like keep it, yeah. <laughs> very inconsistent. Oh. I agree with you. Her performance feels inconsistent. I don't know if she's aloof. Or extremely invested. She's in love with Peter Pan, which is a thing. Um, Then she's like, there's that scene where she's in that dress and it just feels weird. Mm, That is weird. It does feel weird. 
And I, I felt that way as a kid too. I'm like, I don't really understand what's going on. Right. Uh, so, and her, her act, she's, she's bad in this movie. She's just really bad. And nobody knew what to do with her probably because she's frigging Julia Roberts. You can't tell her what to do anymore. <laughs> And yeah. you can't fire her because she's above the title. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the trailer. Her name is swooping toward you. You can't get rid of her. Oh, no. Oh, geez. Sorry, everyone. But I, it, it almost makes the movie unwatchable to me. I just, okay. That's wow. how bad she is. Just, I get it. Yeah, I got I got to rewatch it. I don't. It's been a long time, so I. But I do know some of the cringe factor that you're talking about, and I do yeah. feel that too. So I, yep, that's real. Okay. Um, I also think there's a significant plot hole that I don't get. Besides, I don't understand Hook's death. Oh, I think okay. Dustin Hoffman's great. I think Bob Agreed. Hoskins is great. Agreed. I think those yeah, those so are good. great. I think they uh, they spend a little too much time with Hook hmm. and the kids, where that feels like it drags to me. I yeah. I do like the the way he seeds doubt in Jack. Sure. Yeah. I think yep. that yeah. storyline that, is actually, actually an arc. Pretty, that's a pretty cool story arc, like planting lies, yep. right? That's, mm-hmm. that yeah, that's pretty good. Well done. That was good writing, yeah, actually. I thought. Compelling villain. I think he's the the way he's playing that character is interesting. I think his look is good, all that stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um his death does not make any sense to me. And also, I love I really love the kids are my happy fe- happy place like you guys do with Peter Pan. Yep. I don't get though why he immediately forgets that and is still able to fly around. <laughs> yeah. Like That's he's fair. like, I'm Peter now. Peter Pan ain't got kids. All that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be your big moment. And yeah. then two minutes later, he forgets. Right. It, th- th- that that just feels incongruous to me and a moment that feels really good. Mm-hmm. that somehow gets lost in the 10th or 11th rewrite, and that's the one we get in the movie. I mm-hmm. want that to last, and it doesn't last very long. Yep. Yeah. So, what about makes sense. the last battle, dude? Do you like or hate that? Um, I... You know, the, you know what I like about it is its practicalness. Uh You're not... You don't get much of that anymore because they would do all that in CGI... Right. Yeah. So I like it when you see the the kid who I think is the worst actor, the tubby kid who ends up being the new pan. Thud butt. Um, I like when he crouches down and then all of a sudden he's like a big ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He turns uh, into the ball. Yeah, that that's tickles me. Wait, I get a kick out of that. But dude, there you are. Peter is not thud butt. No, that's I know he's a different horrible kid actor. Oh, okay. I actually, I. Oh. I actually like that. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, you, you guys. Too. That's okay. I, 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 don't think, I don't think it's those kids' fault. I think Spielberg is not into it. I think but you're he, hitting it, Anthony, so where he wasn't weird. passionate about the material. We just yeah. talked about E.T. two episodes ago, and the thing that we said the is best. how good yeah. Spielberg is with kids. So and what then two years Charlie. later, Jurassic Park, and those kids no, are yeah, geniuses. No. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he like invented the kids on bike uh-huh. genre of yep. movie. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> and so maybe that's it. Maybe I feel like I want him to be that Spielberg. And when it wasn't doing that for me, even as a young kid, I was like, "This isn't what I wanted it 
to be me, 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 cookie party, mine, mine, mine. I want a party. I want a cookie. So I don't think I'm jaded, even though I am a little critical and jaded. I love loving movies. I want to love this movie, but it just the cringe. I think the cringe factor being so high is the main reason why. Just it's hard for me to watch. That's fair. But you do like Rufio, you said? I love Rufio, and I love that yeah. guy, of course, right? Yeah. Zuko from I know. Last Airbender. How are yeah. you not going to love Rufio? He's great. And I like, like you're saying, like both of you have been saying, like the thought of him rising to power yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I think his death comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So sad. For sure. And it, it really does come out of nowhere. So I don't like his death. I don't like any of the deaths in this movie. If I, I want the deaths to be earned, and I don't feel like they are. Yeah. I like the power play. Yeah, sense. Like, I like yep. Rufio's in charge. Yeah. And, like, he kind of has to face his own, his own pride and demons in order to, like, accept the pan is back. I like right. that arc yeah. a lot. Yeah. Me too. And I like that he and Hook get a fight. Yep. Like, I, I do too. like that Rufio and Hook actually have a sword fight that's cool i just don't i don't think the death i I don't think hook would do that for some reason i don't know why yeah that it's basically the tone of this movie doesn't really it's it's not consistent and it doesn't really make sense yeah that's totally fair (laughs) right like you've got but apparently that doesn't matter to anyone i know like you've got the the kids just fighting with like beads and eggs and and stuff (laughs) Which also the tomato gun? That's super dumb. Like what? No, so cool. I, I know, but like, here's the thing: Why does that stop all those amazing pirates? They're pirates, right? That's they would just go. These and guys slap are defeated by soft-boiled eggs and tomatoes. <laughs> no, I guess the tomato oh. is like okay. You and I have talked about this, Stephen, and we 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 haven't mentioned it. We did this musical at our school. Hmm. And didn't we like rent the sets from Broadway or something like that? Peter, we did Peter Pan. Yeah, I mean, we we even had the. I, now I can't remember the technical yeah, term for it, but fly, the wires pull, that the fly thing. I can't. The Macaulay. there's a word for it. Dang it! Um, and Alex, Alex was one of the guys that pulled my future girlfriend, my former around. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, so a girl that both Anthony and I dated. Stephen and I both played dated Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Future Anthony here. Just for clarification, Steven dated her. I took her to homecoming, but after the first dance, she totally ditched me. Also, she's a super cool person. Wow. 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 That's a Gomer revelation. And Alex pulled her around on a wire. Um, and both Anthony and I were in the pit. And they did. They got like really nice sets yeah. for the for our high school performance of it. They were like, they were glorious. Yeah. That's so cool. But anyways, the I like I I think the sets that are is an homage to the play yes which is like the only thing that makes me not think they're stupid <laughs> i agree uh, this i will confess this watch around i liked the sets more because i thought this is what peter pan looks like mm-hmm. yeah. this is what the sets of a play look like mm. and so that's neverland and so i i enjoyed that a little more when in the past I've been like, this really looks bad. Mm. You can tell. Sometimes you can just tell. The room only goes 
to right behind the ship, and then there's a blue wall. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Uh, Those are just things I have never noticed (laughs) you know like i think the nostalgia and me watching it as a child i've just been blinded to those things Mm -hmm. and so i need to give it a rewatch but no i I actually think that's a good thing there are movies like that that i feel the same way yeah it's like no matter what anybody says about this it's so deeply ingrained in me Mm -hmm. that i love it and i love even the things that aren't good yeah about it yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing about the things that are not good. <laughs> so oh, this is like kind of blowing my mind. No, it's oh. great. It's helpful. I got to rewatch it. <laughs> I am wondering what it's like when you rewatch it. Yeah. And I yeah, hope I, I haven't I, ruined it for you. Oh, no, no, I feel bad. I don't I don't think you can. So Okay. Like good. you're That's saying, it's just so much, so much nostalgia, like so much good there that I think – I'll see those things and be like, oh, Steven has a good point. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be nice. Instead of that, c- curse him. <laughs> curse that Steven. <laughs> I never noticed that blue wall before. Dude, no matter what, though, Johnny will carry you through. Yeah. That, That's what I feel. That, go, that it's like he, that, that score makes up for every single sin in that movie. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the score... It like yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's very Home Alone in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Where mm. it it's a I would say Home Alone without the John Williams score is pretty good, mm-hmm. but yeah. with the Williams score, it is perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I don't know how he does it. Good job, dude. It's the best. All right. Well, we should wrap this up because it's probably needed outside, right outside that door. And so, listener, now it's up to you. I am honestly curious about how this movie will fare with our listeners. We're going to put up a poll. Instagram is the place to find that most easily. So just look up Two Gomers, at Two Gomers on Instagram. We will put a poll up in a week or so. We're going to find out what you think. I just want to say thank you to our webmaster, Adam, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media. Cause, thank you yeah, for coming welcome. in. I think actually you added a lot of depth to this and yes. helped me understand why people like it. <laughs> Thanks um, for having me. It's fun. I love, love getting to talk about fun movies with you guys. Like I said, this is our final movie of the year. We're going to start crazy. January off with a bang by asking listeners... Which one of the OG Star Wars they want us to do? Oh, mm. my gosh. So also follow us on Instagram and Facebook so that you can be part of that poll um, so that we will know whether we're doing A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, or Return of the Jedi in January. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> also very curious about the results of that, <laughs> that poll. All right. Hook. That's Hook. Anthony, any, any final Jeez, thoughts? Any final dude. words? I mean, we we didn't say how good Maggie Smith is. We're going to have to do tons of Maggie yeah, Smith chat in we, the results show. We didn't talk about Maggie Smith. We didn't talk about the ruthless elimination of hurry that happens at the end. We didn't talk about Tim yeah. Keller, how he quotes this movie often. Really? We'll, yeah, wow. dude. He just quoted him in the sermon I listened to yesterday. He said the wow. line, dude, it's in Hidden Christmas. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. I read that. Right? What if the stories are true? Mm -hmm. Right? It's in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also a very, um, 
episode seven thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, that's yeah. sort of like that, a sequel to the lore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where totally. Han Solo says it's all true. Exactly. I thought that same thing. Totally. Mm. Love yeah. it. Wow. Sweet. All right. Well, good thing we always record two super long episodes about each movie we do because I know I've forgotten a ton of stuff also. We still have For to sure. put, put it in the, the, the taxonomy about what kind of Christmas movie it is. We'll oh, right. do that also in the results show. Right, right, right. Okay, good. All right. Sweet. Okay, great app. Thanks, Kaz. Yeah. Great app. Thanks, dudes. Super fun, man. Love you, Kaz. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Steven. Yeah. Bye, Robin. And happy... Just go ahead and watch all three Star Wars. Yeah.